we'll stop pretending to sit back, relax, and chat back that we believe in. Talk about our favorite comic book, book. our favorite lyric hook, hook. all these new stories about the shady crook. Welcome to the bad son. Welcome to the bad son. Live from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, this is Bad Sons Broadcast. Yo. 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 So, <laughs> we're going to be talking about music. Your favorite lyric hooks. Exactly. Connor, Connor kept asking me what that was supposed to mean, and now we kind of have a reason to keep that in the intro. So, today All of we... my favorite lyric hooks are within Freddie Gill's new album. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some much. of your favorite lyric hooks? Our special guest, Justin Thompson. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shit. They're kind of offensive, but that one of them matter. is Money Clothes Hose. Money that clothes is from hose. Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. There's probably a few others on there that I could think of. I think there's another one. Oh, I can't remember it. Okay. They're all good. The other one, I no boat, no boat, no, or the no boats, no ports. How do you think we get it? Yeah. yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah. Don't drive no yellow bus, but I got mad and word mustard. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Yeah, okay. I have to fix my uh, my rep from the very first podcast. Might have came off a little racist. What yeah. was your rap from the first one? Oh, it was a rap. It was my experiment, my social experiment. All right. So yeah. this so far this is coming off as a train wreck because <laughs> Freddie Gibbs in the background. Sweet, I gotta remember this um, Freddie Gibbs. By the way, he's coming to Canada, and by the time this airs, he'll probably be in Canada. So go to Toronto, Montreal, and never anywhere. Saskatoon because no, no one comes to Saskatoon. And you know why? Because this bitch named Hey, would you blow me? Yeah. <laughs> On the real. Who is that? DJ Hey, would you blow? Me? <laughs> Who is that? He's a, a promoter of shows in Saskatoon and. We've had some great people come, and he's fucked it all up, and they've all called him out and said, we're never coming again, because he would not pay him Yeah, he just doesn't promote the shows, and no one knows about them, and you get 30 people there, and the round people are just bad, bad, not good. No. No. That was, like, momentous. Yeah, sadly. Which, that was pretty emotional. Yeah. But, you know, they were pretty, kind of a niche band. Yeah. So, uh, Kenny, let's uh, kick it off with your list. So this podcast, we're doing our top five. I don't know, we, we're all on different pages about it because originally it was going to be favorite albums of all time. Should we also explain why we have our guest? We uh, we won't get to that. He's a rock he's, he's a, he's he is a rock genius. Yeah. Um, every time I see him perform, <coughs> he somehow magically has the background of a rainforest behind him and... I think it's just his technical skills, but some people say it could be the projector that they have hooked up to their laptop, but, you know, <laughs> could be anything. It, all, it all depends on who could you ask. Could be drugs. It could be anything. I'm also popping a lot, so just don't mind that. Been sick. So, <laughs> sorry, audience. I'm moving the microphone. But, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm happy to be supporting Bad Sons, because badass so yeah so let's get to it um we're gonna do a top five list like we do pretty much every other one i think that's gonna be our thing and we were gonna do top five albums of all time but we are all huge music fans and musicians and stuff so it's it's almost impossible to narrow it down to just five albums personally anyways but you were able to right to you guys Uh, i was able to 
narrow it down to five suggestions. All right. But I honestly have like a hell of a lot more <laughs> than five favorite albums. So, um, I don't know. Why, why don't we let our guests go first? Um, some of my albums were ones, well, because I had a hard time doing it either like of all time or like most influential or ones that I was into right now. Yeah. So I just picked some, the first main ones that came into my head and the ones that came into my head, some of them were ones that influenced me and like changed. Oh man, my noodles are here. I'll pause it. Yo, let's check a mad fish sauce on the noodle bowl. He's back. Yep. He's ready to tell us to talk about. <laughs> yep. I'm, I ate a bit of my spring roll and it's nourishing my mind so that I can remember my top five. As I was saying, it's a little bit it's a little bit scattered, a little bit of all different kinds of albums throughout the history of my listening experience. Do you find they mostly run through like the same genre or do you have like a big difference? Um, I've always been kind of all over the place with music, just whatever catches my eye, but there's usually like a theme. I guess when I was younger, I was, like, always into metal and stuff, but I always had, like, a soft spot for, like, pop music and, like, random stuff. Yeah, I, <coughs> I hear that, like, whenever a super bass comes on the radio to this day, yeah. I, like, I can't even, my heartbeat's running away, you know? Is that Nicki Minaj? Minaj? It's always, like, boom, the boom, 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 you know? I saw I just... the Nicki Minaj Anaconda <laughs> video oh, the other day. Yeah. There were a lot of butts in that, and I... Oh, it's that one? Yeah. Uh, that's but the newest one, eh? Anyways, uh, <laughs> number one on my list right now is one that I just discovered recently. Is it a fruit? Uh, I don't think so. It is an album called Psychic by the band Darkside. Oh, okay. And they're a, a duo from Brooklyn, and the one guy runs, like electronic side of things and the other guy just does like awesome kind of textural guitar work over top of it. One's like analog, one's digital? Um, yeah, I guess so. The one guy just like runs beats off his computer and stuff. Yeah. And it's like really atmospheric, minimalist beats, which I like a lot. And then the other guy does like kind of funky, like almost David Gilmore. Pink Floyd-ish funky guitar riffs over top. Not funky as much. More like a little bit bluesy, grooving. Yeah. And I don't know. His tone's just so good. It's so awesome. Yeah. They're just called Dark Side? Like yeah. Dark Side of the Moon? Huh. Okay. Shit, that sounds good. Well, that's uh, one recommendation. Check it out. Look it up. Number two. Um, another... Well... What else do I got? Yeah, another another recent one from this year. I just read an article about it today, which reminded me of it. And what made me want to put on this list is just the war on drugs, lost in the dream. I kind of burnt myself out on it a little bit a couple <laughs> times because I listened to it tons. And also, Frag really liked it. Which oh, really? Which burnt me out on it a little yeah, bit, too. Frag. Yeah. <laughs> frag, who must not be named. Yeah. From, um, I'm glad you actually got that. It's super. I'm super into like textural guitar work and like just general textural music like that. And it's like it's also like kind of 
a very nice synthesis of a lot of like oldies that I like a lot, like Tom Petty and stuff like that. But it's like very tastefully. Is is that what the one you were just playing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when you put it on, I was like, is this like a new Tom Petty or something? Yeah. And Connor's like, no, it's a different band. Yeah. That's probably honestly one of the best. He's not? Just a piece. (laughs) No, he's still putting out albums. Yeah. (laughs) I just heard one of his new songs on the radio the other day. Shout out to Tim Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) There's the two callback jokes already in this episode, and it's the fourth one. Let's go. Um... This one's dedicated to La Sinostra. Mash. Blueberry. You always have the craziest drinks. I know. I'm over here drinking you guys, sunripe you apple juice. Those drinks? He's I drinking. Do an ad. Maybe if you just start <laughs> doing ads, they'll just send you money. I'm just obsessed with novelty. Okay. It's What's always nice trying to use third one. My third one. Probably. This is a post-metal band from California. They were the first ones to really begin to put this kind of music into a larger audience, I guess, even though they're still like kind of artsy and underground with heavier music. It's like, but uh, it's Isis. I couldn't decide between, there's two albums, probably, I'm going to say Panopticon. I like a lot, but also in the absence of the truth, it's a tie. Both those albums influenced me a lot. They're like, the composition of them is, I guess they evolve an idea very slowly and gradually into like a giant kind of climax, epic type of thing. I like that a lot. And that was the first time I really heard that in heavier music, like to be composed that intelligently. So, for a disclaimer, um, ISIS is, in fact... Uh, it's not the Islamic State. <laughs> they were banned in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. So, so not terrorists. Just in case you didn't know. Actually, I, I heard on... Um, there's an L.A. radio show called uh, Kevin and Bean. They were talking about how uh, the band ISIS, they, they have, like, they can't sell merch or anything anymore because of that yeah. shit. And, like... Their traffic's gone up, but they haven't sold anything in a really long time because yeah. of it. So they've broken up now, anyway. So it's not as big of a deal, but still kind of still sucks because right? it was a badass bad name too, and they were an awesome band. So so just fucking terrorists wrecking everything for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So what are, what are your last one? You Do I have two? one? You have two. I have two more. Two your last two, and then we'll let you eat for a bit. Um, <laughs> so. The second last one is another. Th- it's another throwback to my early music discovery, um, and I also couldn't pick a single one. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, even though it's the newer one, and like I think there's one older that's like maybe a slightly more influential. I'm gonna say, Ten Thousand Days" by Tool. Because I never really understood Tool until <laughs> until that album, and it got me into them, and I liked them a lot after that. Man, what a lover like, hate band. Yeah. It's like everybody hates them, and then they like, 
get hooked in that, and they're like, fuck, I don't know why. I've never been able to get into it. I don't know, I just like, I like Maynard's voice, I like the musicianship. Some of the, it's like the only prog that I can listen to without thinking it's super fucking lame. Well, not the only prog. There's plot prog, like, influence bands that I like. It's just one of the more, like, popular, like, well-known ones that you can handle. Yeah. And, like, they kind of got me into, like, hardier music, I guess. And, like, kind of got me exploring a lot of different genres. And, like, yeah, I was obsessed with Tour for, like, a year after. Because I saw them live, like, right after I kind of started to like them. And their live show was insane. And then I loved them after that for a while. I still, I don't really listen to them anymore, but they were a big, a big milestone in my musical discovery. Are they pretty visual on their live shows? Yeah, when I saw them in Calgary, their whole stage was white and being projected onto. So it was like, yeah. And then, like, the guitar player is a pretty crazy visual artist and stuff, too, so he does all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and then probably my last pick is uh, one more original gangsta album that like probably when I was like 16 or 17, all I did was like drive around and listen to music. That was like my main spot to listen to music and I like... It's a good pastime. Yeah, I had like a sweet stereo in my vehicle and stuff so I just go drive around and listen to music and... I think for probably like two years, the album Watch Out by Alexis on Fire did, oh, not, shit. <laughs> did not leave my CD player. Uh, yeah. Is that the album? Yeah, that's my last album. Oh, shit. That's my choice. So it was like, yeah, it kind of opened my mind to a particular variety of heavier music, too. It was, pretty, it was a pretty tasteful album when it first came out. So I think we kind of have a segue here. Uh, oh, Kenny, yeah. my number one, list. my number one on my list, my all-time favorite album actually is mm-hmm. "Watch Out" by Alexis on Fire. Um, I just remember back in the day, like when I was really young, I used to be into like the weirdest music. I used to listen to In Sync and like Backstreet Boys and all that shit because all the kids in my school listened to that stuff. And then I was like a closet Eminem fan because it wasn't cool to like Eminem. He was just like a wigger rapper and stuff. And uh, there wasn't anything that actually like piqued my interest. It was just something I just kind of listened to to pass the time. It wasn't until like one day I remember sitting in my living room with my dad. We were like playing board games or joking around or something. And he had he always had the punk show on. My dad's like an OG punk for anybody out there who doesn't know. He grew up listening to Dead Kennedys and all this stuff. So my dad's always been looking for new music, and he still does to this day. But just after Watch Out came out, uh, I remember the punk show on Much Music was playing, and I'd never heard those kind of vocals in my life. <laughs> and uh, Accidents comes on, and music video is uh, the band driving around in an ambulance and it's just it was just an intriguing video the vocals were intriguing music's guitar heavy and and still melodic at the same time and it would just open up a whole new world for me just listening to it it was like it transported me to another place and after listening to that the next day I picked up a guitar and I started learning to play guitar so I, I honestly feel that album changed my life and it's it's kind of weird how that kind of works out, but yeah, my number one is definitely Watch Out by Alexis on Fire. 
So, I don't Is know. Is that our first repeat? <clears throat> our first, like, music-wise, you mean? Overlap, yeah. Music-wise, yeah. That's our first overlap. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that band, like, it sucks that they're gone now because they... They have such a huge fan base, and they were probably one of the biggest Canadian bands for a long time. Like, it doesn't even matter the kind of genre of music they played. They just captivated so many people's imaginations with their music that it just, their fan base is just unreal. I remember taping a live performance on a VCR back when those were in existence off the Much Music Video Awards in Dallas Greens singing like that tomorrow song like no oh, transitory uh, no yeah so good oh it's it's like it's crazy how one band can change your life like i up until that point music was just kind of there and then after that like my life revolved around music so i pretty much owe like my entire uh i guess foundation to finding my identity to that band in some way or another, so that's that's why that that album is my number one. They have a lot of other good albums, um, by a lot of other good ones. I mean, mainly their first couple <laughs> and Crisis, but uh, self-titled was good. Yeah, that one was really good too. But um, let's see, uh, my number two, my top top album was actually a band. The first time I saw them, they were playing with Alexis on Fire in concert. And I remember going with a bunch of friends. It was my first concert ever. And I went to uh, Prairieland Park in Saskatoon here. And uh, <clears throat> I remember hearing the vocals and the music. It was so fast-paced. Like, compared to Alexis on Fire, it was on a whole other level. And I just couldn't keep up with it. And my brain couldn't comprehend it. And I hated it for that reason. Because I knew I liked it, but I couldn't bring myself to understand it. As time went on, I ended up picking up that album later on and I, I uh, just fell in love with it instantly like recalling like I, I just kind of wish I would have known about them before I saw them because it would have made that experience that much better but uh, it's actually a band I'm going to see tomorrow every time I die and the album is uh, Gutter Phenomenon so <clears throat> yeah that album has a lot of bangers um, it's just one of those those albums when you're like a teenager you're super angsty and angry and you need something to help you like express yourself and there's just like so much going on with that album that it kind of hit everything that i needed it to hit at the time so i still most of these albums that i'm talking about like are um basically ones i can play front to back and never get sick of i like every song on the cd so if you're stuck in a desert island you <laughs> These would be oh, the five I would bring. Yeah. You too, Joseph? You kind of got a decent mix, you know. Well, I'm kind of burnt out on some of them. <laughs> and I, like, moved past them. That is really quite bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like I'll kind of spontaneously come across them and be like, oh, I remember how awesome these were now. But, yeah. like, I don't really. I kind of. Part of it is I burn them out because, like, I'll get obsessed with a CD and just, like, listen to it until I can't even stand it anymore. And also, it kind of just gets, like, tied to a certain time in your life. And it's, like, hard to, like, bring it back from that time when you're in a different time right now. Yeah. So what else you got, Kenny? Uh, My number three is actually 
a band I I kind of somewhat recently discovered over the past couple of years. Um, I've for for years I was kind of stuck in the whole aggressive music thing, and like in the past couple of years, like because I I play aggressive music, I play hardcore, I play like a kind of punk sometimes, I play a little bit of everything, but I couldn't find softer music that I enjoyed as much as I did when I heard, uh, I, I'm probably butchering this, but it's Minos El Oso, I can't speak Spanish, but it's by the band uh, Minus the Bear. Um, it's just got like everything, it's got <clears throat> like synth, it's got melody, it's got catchy choruses, it's got like a soft tone to it, but it's still got that kind of gruff feel to some of the songs, and I, I really like the mixture. Like when, when I listen to that, I know a lot of people don't like his singing. I know for a fact Justin doesn't really like his singing too much, but musically that band is probably one of my most influential. It's just the uh, the vocals that a lot of people can't get past, just because it's it's a little bit different. But I just think he sounds whiny sometimes. Yeah. Me, is minus the bear like a reference to like gay culture and like bears? No, I don't think so. I think that was probably coined before. They've been a band since like nineteen, like nineteen, late like the late nineties. They've been gay people forever, Kenny. Yeah, but I mean the term bear. What is a <laughs> bear? Uh, it's like a bigger, a bigger, hairy, homosexual man is a bear, and then a cub is a like the opposite, like a small, like the small counterpart. Yeah, who wants a bear? Which one are you? <laughs> the only reason I know this is uh, Kevin Smith podcast. This is best friends of Power bottom. <laughs> Always keeps the belt around to bite down on something. Um, I have one here that, uh, my number four, I kind of decided to change it last minute now that I think about it, because I like it, but it's one that I wouldn't say I like every song on, so I'm going to change it quick and switch that to an honorable mention. Um, my number four is going to be Sending You Strength by the band Means. <clears throat> They're a band from Regina, Saskatchewan, and, uh... They kind of opened up a lot of, um, door I guess doorways for local musicians in the heavier music scene in Saskatoon. Um, they got really big when they were still a band, and then they broke up because um, their one guitar player and the singer for the band is in uh, Northcote, if you've ever heard of them. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, our boss actually was best friends with a lot of them, and printed all of their first merch so he has like an inside to that band that I like love hearing these stories that he shares and stuff but that band has been extremely influential on me as well like every song on that CD I can listen to over and over again and it's it's just my brain can't like these albums that's the thing is my brain can't even comprehend being able to replicate any of these songs that these bands write because my brain just doesn't work on that kind of wavelength so when I hear it, I'm just like, I wish I would have thought of this, you know? And it's something yeah. I can listen to over and over again and just be like, this just blows my mind. So That's how I feel about visual art. If it's something I can do, then I love it. Yeah, exactly, right? So 
<clears throat> my number four was going to be maybe Memories by The Used, but I really only like, like, maybe three quarters of that CD. Um, so that'll be an honorable mention. But the, my fifth one is actually um, one I found. It's kind of funny how I discovered them because I was, I was watching this anime show, and I normally don't watch anime. I normally can't stand it. But uh, it's a show called uh, Beck, the Mongolian Chop Squad. It used to run on Much Music. It's about uh, this 16-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid who uh, wants to become a guitar player for a band. And uh, this band, that's they're kind of like the Japanese version of Rage Against the Machine. They uh, start up a band and start playing clubs and stuff, and then they need a guitar player to fill in. So they get this like really young kid to join their band, and they end up becoming like huge in America and stuff. They they start touring, and it kind of ends with their first American tour. So uh, the song I found on it was uh, actually Shazammed it because <laughs> I I rewind it like six or seven times trying to hear it, and uh, I couldn't understand like what was being played in the background of it, and it it was just like such a beautiful melody that I needed to find it. So I shazammed it, and I found out it's a band called The Balloons. Uh, they're a Japanese math rock band. Uh, the album is uh, 9.40 AM, and I believe it was released in the early 2000s, but every single song on that CD is incredible. I tried um, downloading it on iTunes. It's the only CD they don't have on iTunes. It's the only CD where, like... The it's only CD not on iTunes? Of theirs. Oh. Of theirs that's not on iTunes. Um... A lot of their other stuff is okay. It's just not the same feel. But that album I can listen to front to back. Like Justin probably would know it if I put it on because I play it so much at work. But uh, yeah, that band is pretty pretty awesome. That album is pretty awesome, and I'm actually really stoked that I found it because it's it's something I get to show to people and be like, this is a band that you might like that you probably would have never found because I almost never found them, you know. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, my honorable mentions. Our band, uh, a couple of bands. Another one's a Japanese one called Toe. Is it the only one named after a fruit? It's <laughs> yes, it's named after a fruit. I was actually talking about Blood Orange when I when I said that to you. I thought Fuck it was you, Kenny. Um, <laughs> I don't know so what you're talking about. That band Toe. Uh, I recently found them just after I found the balloons. They're Japanese band as well but they're they're instrumental and they have like 50 60 songs and they're all just incredible it's just like something you can play in the background and it's just relaxing and chill and yeah that's that's my list so so uh, let's pass it over to connor i'll uh, cruise through mine fairly quickly if possible yeah but i kind of took my sweet ass time i'm sorry <laughs> you know mine's a little bit of a spectrum so let's start at the one end of the spectrum and go through the genres. So my first one would be OK Computer by Radiohead. Is That was probably my introduction to music, and I uh, made the mistake of telling a huge Radiohead fan, a Radiohead head, that it was the only good Radiohead album, and his response was like pure fucking hatred towards me, because he's like, it's a great album, but it's not the only fucking good album. But yeah, that one was uh, like countless songs I could listen to time and time again, all like very complex. And what are some good songs deep. like that? Climbing the Walls is really good. It's yeah. like a very dark song about like being like energy in someone's house or like a darkness or some shit. 
Hmm. Karma Police is like a very good song too. I don't know. I I'm not gonna guess what these songs are about because they right. could be many things. So <coughs> yeah, there's shitloads of amazing songs on that one. Uh, and then getting a little more psychedelic, we get to David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Which fuck I like when I started working here I like just saw um Guardians of the Galaxy which like re sparked my interest in David Bowie from five or six years ago. Which so is, I just every every day like, listen to that fucking constantly, non stop. The song Starman, like <laughs> holy shit, I love is he it. In Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, the no, they, is they play Moon Age Daydream in mm-hmm. one of the parts when they like when he fucks the alien chick, so that yeah. movie is so fucking Bad good, ass, man. I can't even. Did you I ever watch, watch The it? Labyrinth with David oh, Bowie? Yeah. I love David Bowie. I watched like, it recently with my girlfriend. <laughs> I just picked this one album because it's overall like the best I can listen to it all. But like the rest, there's so many good songs throughout his whole discography. Um, moving on from that, I would go to King Crimson, Court of the Crimson King. Which, holy shit, that was like some intense fucking psychedelic, like, <laughs> prog rock. Holy shit, I'm obsessed with that, too. Played, like, you can't buy that one on iTunes either, but you can buy it as, like, vinyl. Um, and then you can buy, like, this individual songs. But luckily, I have the vinyl at home, so I'm probably going to go straight home and listen to it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kept playing uh, Kenny and Justin, the fucking cover by uh, Saxon all morning, which I recommend as well. Wait, is 21st Century Schizoid that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking incredible. Thanks. It's like weird shit. Um, and then my my next one would be Aphex Twin, Ambient Works, 85 to 92. Oh, I love that. Or Selected Ambient Works, and it's just fucking beautiful. Like, Justin put it on right away when I started working here, and it was very pleasing to know that someone else enjoys that music. Yeah, I almost wanted to add it to my list, but I, like, just discovered yeah. that I actually like Apex Twin, like, three months ago. Shit, that's... I'll, I'll throw my honorable mention that has something to do with that, too. <laughs> are, they, um, are they the ones that made uh, the videos for Robert Johnny? I'm not so, sure. It's one guy who makes the music... Uh, what's his name? Richard something. Richard's like Richard Downey. Yeah. Have you ever seen Rubber Johnny on YouTube? No. It's like the most terrifying video I've seen in a long time. Okay, it might be him. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, his his guy does all the PR, makes all the shit really fucking weird. Hmm. But it's about the music, not the visual. No, no. I just remember seeing Rubber Johnny, and that's where I first heard about them. I think was from that video. Okay, so then to kind of like segue from uh, Aphex Twin. I go to Quasimodo, The Unseen, which isn't exactly, it's not like Electronica, but it's definitely DJed and like manufactured, and that's an album that uh, Madlib um, made when he was on Mushrooms, <laughs> and he basically like made this whole entire album and made this character, he only makes the Quasimodo albums when he's on Mushrooms, and he speeds up his voice, but then raps slow, so it sounds like it's normal uh, tempo. Yeah. But then a higher pitch, and then he'll rap with himself as like different characters. And I'm sure that yesterday's new content would be like right behind that as far as Mad Lib albums, but I just thought that one's like the one I listen to constantly, nonstop. And then from Quasimodo the Unseen, I go to The Shining, The Shining by Smith and Wesson, <laughs> because that's like holy fuck! I could listen to every song of that album time and time again, and I have been listening to it. You know how you guys talked about, like, you 
come in and out of listening to, like, certain albums. This yeah. is one that I've never, like, quit listening to, which is, like, fuck to me. I've never yeah. got tired of it. I listen to it every day. Just shining? Yeah. It puts me in a trance. And then, uh... Like, what type of hip-hop is it, like? It's some hard shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like gangster rap? Or, like... It's, like, very jazzy and, like, uh... Like, very, like, soft beats. And, like, a lot of it is, like, jazz influence. Like, this one samples from Jack Bruce's, um, Being Blue or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just looped over and over this, like, one saxophone thing. And then I say to Kenny the other day, like, the one song, I was like, wow, I just... I just realized the most lighthearted song, or what, in my opinion, is the most lighthearted song, is actually like the most fucked up song in the entire album about <laughs> going to prison and like preventing yourself from getting raped and like, and like how like when you're in prison you you have to have like your homie with you because otherwise you'll get like fucked up and murdered. And how did you think it was lighthearted? Like was it just, Probably just wasn't listening to the no. lyrics? Like the the music's just like it's like, <coughs> one time, one time. I, don't, I can't fucking do it, but like it's like. He just like he's like before I laid my head down to rest, I smoke a nickel sack access to relieve the stress, and like I don't know, I just thought it was like, about weed, and I didn't listen past that. I just kind of like got lost in everything. Mm. It puts me in a trance every time I listen to it. And then uh, my honorable mention that doesn't really fit in the spectrum. I have two actually. My first would be Prince. Purple Rain. Holy fuck, it's beautiful. Like, so many emotions. You've played that so many times. So in the many past week. memories attached to that. Like, the, the, that's like a. That album's fire, man. I like, always hear people talk about how awesome Prince is, but I don't really. I, I haven't listened to it enough to get it. Maybe you're too much of a rock god. You're too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that might be my problem. It's like. He's a sexy motherfucker. You want to be I know. Like, I get he practices, like. 14 hours a day or something. And, and he's like, an he's insane guitar yeah. player. Like, like he's a, a beast music guitar player, but I, I just can't. But like, I haven't listened to him enough to really actually get it. And then, like, what made me like my other uh, honorable mention is the fact that I like Prince in the first place. And it's actually Blood Orange. Yeah. Because it just has those, like, jazzy, I don't know, it's like R&B, soul. Like, I saw somebody commented on his audio, but he, the guy commented, he's like, why wouldn't I just listen to Prince? Yeah, shit. <laughs> Do you know what the album is like, for that one? Uh, Blood Orange? Yeah. Uh, shit. I can picture what the front of it is. It's like, oh, Cupid Deluxe. Yeah. That's what it is. Could you text me your list for the Instagram? Listen to the podcast. I know. <laughs> I, I have to do that for Dustin's already. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, so those are 15 albums you guys can check out if you're looking Do for it. different stuff. There's stuff all over the spectrum. We got some so. metal up in there. We got some hip hop up in there. We got, we got some, some of everything. Hardcore. We got some electronic. Everything you could ever. Maybe we should ask talk for. about why we're doing the music podcast. What's your involvement with music, um, Kenny? I don't know. Um, like I said uh, earlier in my life, music wasn't really much to me, and then. I kind of discovered playing guitar and it kind of helped me deal with a lot of emotions and shit I didn't know how to express. It's kind of, that's the main thing that music does for everybody is it kind of helps everybody express in their own way, right? So that's that's one of the things when people are in hip-hop or when they're in country or or they just want to sing bubblegum pop or play like really, really heavy metal, I don't judge anybody for the music that they write because 
It's their own way of expressing themselves, you know. Some people want to sing about someone on like a suicide watch if they buy a bunch of country music. Though, <laughs> but I mean, like, if somebody wants to like sit in their room and play GCA over and over again and sing about how like they miss their ex girlfriend or they want to key their boyfriend's truck, I honestly have no issues with that because honestly, I listen to music that's fucking a thousand times worse. I listen to fucking people talking about. Beheading people and shit. So it just depends what you're into, and if it helps you get those emotions out, and you're not, in fact, keying your boyfriend's car or, or beheading somebody or whatever, that's just the way you deal with you, it. Was that supposed to be so. an ISIS reference? <laughs> ISIS, the band, does not behead people. They're not associated Are you sure? with the Islamic you, State. I don't know. They're I was confused when you said that uh, <laughs> missing your girlfriend and your boyfriend's keying your car. Like, is this. You no, I'm saying because I was thinking like the spectrums, the spectrums of country is like. Where I was yeah, thinking like uh, Tim McGraw, where he's like talking about like being stuck in a storm and having a lightning storm come along. What and is Brad Paisley's thing? Wet. I, I don't know. Like the one song's about like think, hot country girls climb up in my truck. Uh, yeah, I can. There's runaway get train. That. Don't come back. Yeah, runaway see, train. Brad Paisley. Yep. That's not Brian. This is honorary mention to. No, Brad Paisley. Just for being, that was no, no, there's, there's a Brad Paisley one. No, there's no, one where he performs on Letterman, man. And and me and Justin listen to it every day for a week because it's him and Paul Schaefer having it's guitar solo to piano solo to guitar solo back and forth. It was like the sickest thing in the world. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I started a band with the so sweat beating off his head with the sick piano solo. <laughs> um, yeah, I started playing music in high school. I mean, like I said, I started playing guitar, and once you start learning songs, you want to start writing songs because it life gets boring when you're just learning other people's stuff. When you see the potential and you start figuring out, you can write your own music. So I put together a band with my brother, and it's changed dramatically. There's been like six or seven different versions of this band, but... I know it always it's always just been an outlet to me so that's why music's been important to me I know it's important to you guys too and I thought we all have stuff in common and it's a cool way to bring Justin in because if we were to do a podcast on comics you're like hey Justin come talk about comics literally have not read one comic in my life really maybe like an well, RG yeah. comic that well I you started reading Watchmen and then oh, you yeah. got bored no I think I would like Watchmen I actually meant that I was what's that fucking Grant Morrison Grant Morrison uh, The Invisibles the, yeah I started reading The Invisibles I thought it was kind of his stupid, stuff is, is really the art was pretty cool hard to get into but maybe I need like later Grant Morrison or something like that. But I would read The Watchmen I always hear people say that I should read The Watchmen so I probably will I'm like I couldn't do it, man. There's so much writing it's, in that. I'll do an interpretive dance to the Watchmen. We can talk about there a Watchmen movie? movie? There, is. Roll, bitch. there is. It's, is it good? I don't think it's. It kind of flopped a little bit. Dude. <laughs> it was, Isn't it, it like kind of Sin City style or something? Yeah, it was pretty style. It's not, it was good, though. Black and white. Zack Snyder said, like, just like Superman Returns. Or, like, um, what's the one? Um, Sucker Punch. Kind of. Really? Yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Why did it suck? Opinions, your opinions. I don't know. He. I don't know. What is, why don't you like it? 
don't know. There's this, like, over-the-top Zack Snyder being yeah. like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's the thing. It's, like, a lot of people right take after it or something like that. Where it's, it's like, over-the-top and, like, overly done. But I kind of liked where it was, like, it was this person's mind is so fucked up that they're, like, randomly jumping into different, like, universes that they create in their mind. Like, one minute she's, like, fighting a samurai with a fucking Gatling gun, and the See, next she's, cool like, for that. fighting zombies. There's just creepy and... vibes to me. Yeah, like fair, fair enough. Like, there was a lot of creepiness, because there was, like, heavy, heavy undertones of, like, molestation and shit like, like that, which illness. is really dark, but it... Abuse of mental illness? Yeah, like, really bad stuff, but, um, I don't know, that movie's pretty good. I okay, thought, it's but... a good movie. I'm not trying to change your vibe, though. Just... You changed it. It's one of those ones you have to watch a couple times. Because the first time I watched it in theaters, I thought it was awesome. The second time I watched it, and I was like, meh. And then the third time I watched it, I was just like, yeah, it is actually a pretty good movie. So, I actually based t-shirts off that movie at one point. Really? One of the first few screen prints I did was uh, some heist in the same letter as Sucker Punch. Hmm. <clears throat> and I had a video on top of it. Um, Titties. Yeah, I think Justin's in a band. Tell the people, plug your band a little bit. Why do I, like, okay, I'll just, yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to, like, start with the story of, like, Kenny's, like, oh, music my whole life. Because I have been obsessed with music my whole life. I, like, came out of the boom just wanting to play guitar. That's funny. And you know what's and funny? Like, is we can see it on your face when you play. <laughs> like when I watched you when I watched you perform, like the one time I came and saw you, it's like seeing you at work and seeing you perform, you're two different people <laughs> because you're like in your own little world. Yeah. You know? I like to say But I sometimes like I don't know, but yeah, when I was a little kid, all I wanted was to play guitar and then my parents made me take piano and I was just like, When can I pick up a guitar? And then I finally did. It was sweet. Uh, yeah, I just always wanted to play it. Always, I don't know. I always just got super excited when I heard good music, and I still do. And well, like, you make good music. So yeah, yeah, and it's, it's like it's kind of like what Kenny said. You just like start having an idea in your head that is like different from what you can actually find in the world, and you want it. Is it like I guess it's like Kenny said. You're trying to say something and create something that is like your own, I guess, and like your own views on what things should sound like and what what those sounds are actually saying about your aesthetic and about your mindset, I guess. It's basically just finding your own voice in a yeah. way, right? So yeah, I'm still pretty much obsessed with that. I just sat down with Sask Music today and like mapped out a plan to record another full length oh, album. Great. So doing lunch, you said? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What's I mean, your band called? Uh, we're called the Basement Paintings. Why are you called the base, Basement Paintings? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think it started out because we had these two paintings that were like that matched our guitars just kind of randomly. Then we came across them, and we kind of started talking about how everybody has like those random basement paintings that. Kind of nobody knows what where they came from, and they always have like some sort of weird <laughs> oh, came with the scene on them. Yeah, it's like a pirate. Burn it. There's there's like a pirate ship or like a cannon or like the one the sweet one that I have is like these camels and people walking away from a well in the desert, and it's like super nice. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, so we like, and then a lot of our music is like 
it's very visual and textural, textural, and like we kind of want it to be like little scenes of moments that nobody quite that just they're kind of up for interpretation. But I don't know. I go through different periods of like hating that band name and actually kind of liking it. And like, usually depends how well my band is doing, how much I like the name because it's like, <laughs> but. It's unique though. Like I've yeah. never even heard of a, like the closest thing is uh, is that Jax? Yeah, I don't know. But it does. It kind of rolls. Uh, it uh, to me, it sounds kind of fancy sometimes when you like enunciate all the parts. The basement paintings. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. We kind of try to be like pretty high quality material too. So like a set fit. But yeah, it's like instrumental journeys kind of we mess around a lot with like groove and, like composition like i said textures like we're always messing with guitar tones and stuff trying to make it really rich and like there's a lot going on even though there's only a few instruments yeah i was gonna say i'm actually extremely surprised you didn't put a queens of the stone age album on your top oh five. yeah i went through some big queens of the stone age periods too where i like i don't know it's kind of like got that badass attitude and like rock and roll swagger that I like a lot. Because when you were talking about Tool, I was <laughs> almost positive you were going to say like Clockwork when you were like, oh, it's the newest album. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to say Queens of the Stone Age. What do I, I actually, lots of people don't like Era Vulgaris as much, but that's probably my favorite Queens album. I like yeah. that one and uh, Songs for the Deaf. Yeah. And I like Rated R now too, actually. I didn't, I hadn't really heard it till. Somewhat recently. Is that the one with uh, Little Sister? Maybe. I don't think so, though. It's got, like, <laughs> nicotine, Valium, like it did, marijuana, ecstasy, and alcohol. It's like all this stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> a good hit of the summer. The song, that's what they did. Just, it's just them, like, yelling that over and over again. And it's super intense. I actually dig them. I never really listened to them until yeah. Kenny played them. It's, like, some really transcendent shit. Yeah. Sounds like it's from a long time ago. It does have that like straight up rock and roll feel though that like a lot of bands these days don't have. It's kind of like Josh Homme the whole attitude just coming out <laughs> in that. Uh, what about you, Connor? Why do you like music? I, I like how did you start out getting into it? Fuck, listening to uh, Ravehead on the bus every day to pass the time. I basically had. I had an option of all the CDs in my house for me, the shitload of music, like my parents, my all three sisters, my two older sisters, twin sisters, uh, are 11 years older than me, so they had like substantially different music, and uh, I had like the option of all these albums to download and put on, and I ended up picking uh, OK Computer by Radiohead, and then this is like when fucking iPods like just came out, and I had like the shittiest one. Or I'd just like have the discs and use my uh Discman. My Discman or whatever. My Sony Discman. Did it have anti skip? No, fuck no. It was terrible. Like <laughs> Me and Justin crushed so it with the anti skip swag. That was uh, a hydraulic shock wave. Yeah, so it was that one and uh two thousand one The Chronic by Dr. Dre, so yeah. like, it's very polarized music <laughs> that I just listened to non stop and like rapped it to myself and sang it to myself and I don't know, I really... Were the two first albums that you got into? 
Yeah, I don't know. I just love them. It was like the first time I ever had a choice in my music. It's cool to see that branch out into what you like yeah, now. Cause like, for sure. Especially because like, you like some electronic stuff and like Radiohead, Tom York branched oh, yeah. like fully off into electronic. He's, and, like, he's a genius. Him yeah. and David Auburn or whatever. Just like both uh, Brit pop people who decided to go completely fucking different ways. And Radiohead gets super jazzy sometimes too, like live too. Like you're into like flying lovers and shit and like that. What was the one album you said that had like the jazz sound in it? The it was on your oh, top. Oh, uh, The Shining, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I never even saw myself playing music because I got so sick of learning piano and then. Uh, I don't know, I just never saw a career in it until my one friend started getting very into his career and then asked me to basically be the director of art and design for the record label and kind of control the visuals. Because I guess he saw something in the way I like made art. So Man, you can know. draw like a motherfucker. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you need to draw more. <laughs> yeah, I need to draw more, but I don't know. Like, I, just, like, I realize you have an eye for it too, so that's probably what he's like. That's what he could see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that I never thought there'd be like a place for me in the music industry and now I like it's not that I couldn't see any other way, but I really am like I fucking love the idea of just being involved. I think it's such a cool industry and it'll only get better. It's, I it's hope been so. the dumbest it's, for so yeah, long. It's, it's I do a weird ass music festival too. <clears throat> yeah. I'll sell a shit on grilled cheeses. <laughs> What's it called? My other involvement in music. It is called the Grilled Cheese Palooza in Kindersley, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Twenty bands year. and thousands of grilled cheeses. Yes. Here's what the poster looks like. I remember. Oh, I actually it. remember t- you telling me about it last year because I've worked here for a couple of years, but I didn't really hear too much about it. It started off as a a backyard festival where there's a couple bands just hanging out playing some music, and somebody came up with the idea of incorporating grilled cheese sandwiches. I think because they didn't have any money and they were cheap. Yeah. So they could just have those and sell them. And, I remember. And also because people fucking love grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is. Cheese and ketchup sandwiches. Honestly, man. Uh, I didn't think that you could make or you could have a grilled cheese that delicious until I went to your <laughs> fundraiser last year. And me and uh, our bass player actually came and we spent probably $30 on grilled cheeses alone and they were like a yeah. buck fifty each. Mm-hmm. And we each just spent 30 bucks on just grilled cheese sandwiches. And they were, I think they were like, um, it's like, uh, you know, cheese bread. Just like prior to Kenny's from, first heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, from like Tony Roma's and all those fancy restaurants. It's like two of those with like cheese slices in between. And it was like a buck 50. And they're incredible. Yeah. And when, when you told me that you guys were going to, do a music festival where you're going to sell those for like the food slash like the catch. I thought it was genius. Seriously. Well, I would all big man base it Tyrone, <laughs> the founder of the festival. <laughs> Tyrone? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hello, children of the cheese. Go Hell check out our promo video. Hell the cheese. If you listen to it, Girl the we cheese. are actually a cult based around grilled cheeses. Um, yeah, I should throw in a plug too. Go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, High Static. Man. This uh, episode's been sponsored by High Static. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Straight up. What is High Static again? Oh, you know. It's uh, check it out online. Go online. Check it out. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah, and my band is uh, where the heart is. 
Uh, we're a hardcore band from Saskatoon. So you can uh, follow all of us on Instagram, actually. Um, Connor is at Oatmeal Chocolate mm-hmm. on Instagram. Justin, yours is I underscore Tim. I think it's two underscores. I don't know why I have something Underscore I. Something like that. I thought it looked cool. Um, I'll tag him in our our uh, official Instagram page at Bad Sons Podcast, and uh, I'm at Kenny WTHI. So uh, yeah, follow us on there. Give us some feedback, and uh, I'm, I actually have some f- fun facts to tell you boys about uh, music that I kind of looked up. Uh, I tried looking for some really good ones, and it was really difficult. Uh, one of the best ones I found. I thought, uh, you, you ever hear the band Die Ant Word? Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw that they have a kid together called Sixteen. Yeah, he's adopted, isn't he? I think it's a girl, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, yeah. She's cute. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they I were brother and sister. That's why, no, <laughs> that's why it was going to be one of my fun facts. But I guess they're not actually related, so that's always cool. Your fact is going to be something you guessed? What do you mean something I guessed? You're gonna yeah, just be like, no, I, 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 I took I it to do more research. Oh, okay. I, I looked it up first to make sure, because if I they were in fact brothers... And I like you a lot. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah. What's um, the other ones? Uh, this is Why I'm Hot. Yeah. If you check out the High Static website, there's a This is Why I'm Hot remix on there by Diane Ward. Check it. It's good. Um, <laughs> so we'll do a couple fun facts. We're running we have to guess close to an hour, so if you guys want to quit after these, then cool. Um, I'll see if there's a couple you guys can guess, but for yeah. now I'm just going to read you some fun facts and see. Did you know that? Okay. Um, <laughs> the one I found was actually, like, <laughs> unreal to me. Uh, do, do you guys have any idea what Akon's real name is? Convict? No. No. Um. His real name is Alawain Damala Buga Time Bongo Peru Daka Lulu Lu Badara Akon TM. Well, that's it. I uh, that's did not know that. So that's, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Different sections to pronounce. I knew all of um, those names except Bongo. I didn't know that one. I knew all of them except for Akon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, there's that one, and then, uh, so you one point? I bet there's a compilation of Akon saying his name, singing his name for 57 minutes, too. <laughs> I found most of these on, uh, noisy.vice.com. Um, underneath it says, uh, if this is true, then Akon is undoubtedly the most outrageous man in music. Because... Are these all Akon facts? No, no, this is not in the same one, oh, because okay. it says... Uh, Akon owned a diamond mine in South Africa, oh, has a good. petrol station in his house. Are these legit? And once came up with the idea of a reality series in which his two nearly identical brothers would go around Atlanta posing as him and fooling people, thinking mm-hmm. he was Akon. He has identical brothers too? I'm learning so uh, much about Akon. Almost Akon's identical. They're not identical. They're just almost identical. So that was uh, some so Akon facts. Yeah. Um... Let's leave it at that. So, uh, did you know before 8 Mile, Eminem made a film about a hip-hop witch? Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, what's it called? 
It's called uh, Da Hip Hop Witch. What? <laughs> Does this uh, exist? It stars Ja Rule, Mob Depp, Vanilla Ice, and a bunch of others alongside Eminem. It's kind of like the Blair Witch Project, but features worse acting and rappers. But this got filmed? Does it's, it it's The video is on oh, YouTube right cool. now. You can search Eminem Da Hip Hop Witch and wow. watch it right now. <laughs> So, uh, Check out the cover on Google. I like saw that and it, it made me pretty, pretty, uh, excited. <laughs> That's hip hop. <laughs> um, so th- the next one is, uh, Joseph Simmons. Do you know who that is? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, the Reverend Run. Oh, Reverend From Run DMC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is a real ordained minister. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. I knew that. Well, the more you know, children. (laughs) You should should have your wedding performed by Joseph Simmons. I, in fact, am also an ordained minister. Actually, if I were to ever get married and have a choice who would wed me, I would get Kevin Smith to do it, because Kevin Smith is an ordained minister. Batman on Batman. Batman on Batman. Are you serious? It only costs like fifty bucks or something yeah. like that. Hey, I just have to pay for the license. I have a friend who's like the prince of some random island or something. <laughs> where you, like, you pay, yeah, you pay to like become a prince of this island, or maybe like a lord or something. I don't know. That's amazing. And then my he gets like a little certificate in the mail. Those <laughs> things are such scams. Like my friend, <coughs> my friend's mom bought him a stretch of highway for Christmas two years ago, and. Uh, when your name is on a, a piece of the highway, you have to take care of it. Oh, yeah. It's your responsibility. So he is gift. legally caught, like legally yeah. obligated to go and pick up trash and all this shit, or he has to pay trash fines when they do it themselves. So they, his mom paid for him to have this stretch of highway, but now he has to pay every like once in a while to fucking the government or whatever just to clean up like a couple things of trash. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode? I've never seen that. Oh, side. I, I've seen a couple Seinfeld games. Remember it off the highway and then turns it into like six lane traffic and back into four lane. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone like branches out and then has to like, get back in all over again. That's funny. Everyone's yeah, like yeah. losing their fucking mind. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's do another fun fact. I thought this one was pretty funny. Um, do you know who the village people are? Yeah. Y M C A. Do you know the original Village People lineup was recruited via an advert that read, Macho Man Types Wanted Must uh, Have Mustache? <laughs> I actually just responded to a wanted ad like that yesterday. Really? <laughs> so you're, yeah. you're joining a group called the Village People? Uh, did you know teenagers who spend most of their time listening to music are more likely to get depressed? So maybe... Teenage, teenagers who spend most of their time listening to music are more likely to get depressed. Oh, yeah, it's emotional. <laughs> Even if you're listening to, like, Nicki Minaj on repeat. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this one? This one I thought was interesting. Mice become aggressive and murderous when exposed to heavy metal music. So do <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one's true. I don't think humans do, but... Uh, uh, do you know who uh, Eddie is? Eddie Van Halen? He's a mascot for a band. Uh, Iron Maiden? You ever okay. listen to Iron Maiden? Uh, as well as having his own video game, 
Eddie, the mascot for the British heavy metal band Iron Maiden, also appeared in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Oh, I remember that, yeah. That's cool. I remember that too. Yeah, I think he was an unlockable skateboarder, yeah. And Gene Simmons and Iron Man were also. Yeah, I remember Iron yeah, Man too. It was still fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember skateboarding as Gene Simmons. Because there's a KISS concert where they're playing and blowing fire and spitting blood at you and shit. My friend has a, a sweater, like a crew neck sweater that's black that has like the Iron Maiden Eddie on it, but it just says Ratchet. I have a couple more. Um, the one I have is uh, Freddie Mercury once cancelled a duet recording with Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson insisted on bringing his llama Louie to the studio. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. I'm going to guess that's true. <laughs> it's true. I really suck at these games. I need to come up with questions. <laughs> I have two more. Two more. And uh, the one I know will appeal to Connor because it's one of Connor's favorite artists involved. Um, did you know Michael Jackson's Bad was supposed to be a duet with Prince? So I don't know what happened that that didn't happen. those two hanging out? Imagine them having a conversation. Let's talk about Prince. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> <ending>. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah what does voice. Prince sound like? Uh, dearly, dearly beloved. <laughs> dearly beloved. This is Prince here today. This is Prince talking to you. I actually just watched that episode of The New Girl with Prince in it <laughs> with my girlfriend. And uh, that show is fucking hilarious. But, like, Prince, the whole time he, like, talks about himself. So he, like, reinforces the stereotypes about him where it's, like, he, like, the, the girl and her boyfriend are having troubles or whatever. And Prince pulls her aside to give her some dating advice. And he gives her a quote. He's like, do you know who said that? She's like, I don't know. And he's like, looks her dead in the eyes and goes, I did. And it's like super fucking awkward. <laughs> it's so funny. But, uh, That's an amazing fact. So Michael Jackson wanted to buy Marvel to make a Spider-Man movie. He almost had to do that with, with Prince. Mercury. And, oh, well, with Prince. And, Prince. and he almost, and he, Freddie Mercury canceled the song because he wanted to bring his Maybe album that's why the studio. Maybe that's killed him because he was just trying to fuck him. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the angel he is and was, uh, fucking <laughs> caused just, a lot of shit up here. Pushing it, you know? Just he pushing lived a life, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. So, a lot of people, my last fact that we're going to go out on, um, a lot of people love the band The Beatles. What do you guys think about the band oh, The Beatles? I hate the Beatles. <laughs> Justin? I like them. I don't know. They wrote a lot of good songs. I like them individually. Like... <laughs> I like some of their songs. They wrote some good tunes, and they were like the OGs to start doing it. So yeah, maybe the best way to describe my hatred for the Beatles is people who who say they're the first rock band, and that's like incredibly frustrating because they were not. Well, I just I didn't mean like that. They were the first ones to become a worldwide sensation. They're probably they were the first Beavers. Well, you you like appreciate music, so you know like you have an actual (coughs) opinion. But I feel like there's a lot of like girls who when they're like. Girls and guys, who when they were like twelve or thirteen, 
or suddenly like, oh my god, there's no band that's better. And people with that attitude, it frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah, I can see that. There's so many people like they don't really like that discard all music, disregard everything since the Beatles, Mm -hmm. and they're like 17, 18 years old, and they're just like, the Beatles are the only fucking band. Maybe I just don't, like, I don't feel the same way as you guys, because I've never encountered these people, I don't think. Most people are just like, oh yeah, the Beatles have some good tunes. Well, especially, like, (laughs) around the time when Beatles Rock Band came out, there was an insane amount of people that were just, like, hopping on the bandwagon, being Mm. like, this band is amazing, every other band sucks, and it's just like... It's cool to like music, but to say that this is the only band that ever made a difference in music, maybe it's just, frustrating. I think maybe it's just I like Rolling Stones so much that. Oh yeah, and the I Stones just, are out before the Beatles, music. right? I so, do love their individual careers, though. Like all of them, Ringo Starr photographs amazing. Uh, well, by Jed, Guitar Jen and Weeps by George Harrison and John Lennon's music is great too. It's uh, like Wings, super rock and roll. Wings is great. And on the run. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll give you the fact here. Um, the Beatles, they're kind of well known for, I don't know why or how, but they're kind of well known for subliminally talking about drugs in their music. Do you guys agree with that? Is that Lucy in the Sky, in the sky with Diamonds? Yeah, you? I would agree. Every band. No, but but you would agree about the Beatles specifically. I agree right? Every band. Dude. What would you say? What would you say the most like famous like song about drugs the Beatles ever wrote would be? Probably to me, "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." Yeah, I don't know. "Strawberry Fields Forever." What's? Yeah. Do you want to know a fun fact about that song, there, Justin? It's actually about a girl who is in the sky. No. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is really about John Lennon's son's drawing, not oh, LSD. Okay. I guess one day his son came home and drew a picture, and it was this weird picture, and he was like, oh, what's that there, son? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, daddy, it's my little drawing. Well, son, what is your drawing of? Oh, it's a girl named Lucy in the sky with diamonds. And he thought, well... We should put that in a song then. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's actually what happened. I actually saw a clip where John Lennon said that in an interview too. Because I didn't believe it, but it's but actually other, kind I of have... interesting. Well, like like you said, Strawberry Fields or whatever. Wait, Yellow I mean, Submarine. Just the fucking video for that. Is the album too definitely Shore Drive. I forget who's buying, but that's definitely based on LSD. So, yeah. Those are some fun facts. Um... I wow. think next week we are talking Balls. conspiracies. Is that what we're doing? Sure, or why not? Is I this... think that would be a sweet episode. We're going to try and talk some conspiracies. Um, fucking kill me, Kenny? Yeah. If anybody wants to come on, I'll come done. on and talk about I'm stuff. done. You know what, man? Quit conspiring against me. Three cheers for music. Connor just hip, hip, hooray. hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Uh, next week we will uh, actually right now why don't we just throw a couple of our own songs on the end of the podcast you can sample our music oh man let me put a dark side one on the end too. are we allowed to do that with them or oh I don't know I was thinking yours or mine or whatever okay yeah that works we can do that Um, what was I going to say next week conspiracies bring your tinfoil hats thanks for having me yeah we're going to wear tinfoil hats yeah, bring your tinfoil hats. We'll yeah. be talking all that shit. If you have any suggestions, comment on our Instagram. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Peace.
So the song you're about to hear is called Till Death by my band, Where the Heart Is. Check it out. Yes, Justin plays in a band called The Basement Paintings, and this is one of their songs.
Well, that was a good podcast until you brought up the fucking Beatles. 